0: Welcome to the 401k marketing podcast. Are you ready to be the go to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business.
1: A brand can make or break a product or a business. And Rebecca Auerhan has seen that happen in a very competitive marketplace. I'm Patrice Sikora. Rebecca, tell us about the power of brand.
0: Patrice, always so happy to connect with you and talk on the podcast today. Uh, so the power of brand. On average, we in society today uh, see over 10,000 advertisements.
1: 10,000. Really? really?
0: I mean, if you think about online, everything on the right column, the left column. If you use social media at all, tons there. You. Uh, if you... If you're in email, on average, we get a, around 120 emails a day. What percentage of them are clients versus some sort of, you know, sales conversation? Not most of us don't. Not all of us drive to work. But if you do drive to work, think of all of the, you know, McDonald's and Starbucks and uh, um, you know, Nord- Nordstrom's malls you drive by. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand is what it adds up to be on okay. average. Okay. And I don't know about the folks on the. Um, listening today, but if you scroll through like Instagram, I mean, that's hundreds sometimes right there in the 20-ish minutes that we kind of detox throughout
1: the mm-hmm. day.
0: Yeah, and all adds up. But And all of that is to say that your personal brand, who you are and what you stand for, is so incredibly important for 401k advisors. It's a combination of who you are online and who you are offline. Online means when someone looks you up in advance of a meeting. 86% of folks are going to Google you before saying yes to that meeting what are they going to find? We want to make sure that when they click on your LinkedIn profile, that it's beautiful, that it showcases your expertise, your deep experience working with retirement plans, and it showcases you as the professional that you are. Uh, Your personal brand also should be consistent. It should be authentic. It should feel like you. So um, if you go to client meetings and you're wearing a suit and tie, then your LinkedIn profile headshot should have you in a suit and tie. Mm -hmm. Now, if you heard that and said, that's not me, (laughs) then your LinkedIn profile should have what you would typically wear to that client meeting. A lot of us post-pandemic have kind of loosened up the tie, if you know what I mean, and we're more business casual. So get a new headshot, post that one on your LinkedIn profile, repeat that same picture on your biography and create digital alignment the two of those together. So when someone clicks on your LinkedIn profile and then they happen to click on your biography, it's the same, same picture that creates visual consistency and that creates trust.
1: And we'll get to that consistency in a minute, but we just, you you kind of outlined a personal brand. What about the corporate brand, the company brand?
0: So the company brand, and this one is a little bit more complex to explain, Mm -hmm. um, but the company brand kind of from a just bare bones. It includes the company's logo, tagline, websites, marketing material, customer service, and any other kind of interactions that are expectations of that organization. And I'm going to lean heavily here on website. Your company's website should always be professional, uh, explain what you do, uh, beautifully done, because again, folks are going to look you up online. And a lot of times the first place they're going to click is your website. (laughs) um also it's a promise your company brand is actually a promise to your stakeholders your clients you if you are an employee or a leader within that company um and the general public it's your it's your reputation online and offline reputation and then your company's brand also includes your values, your mission, prop, your culture, um, and then of course the products and services that you offer in the marketplace. So your your fiduciary services, three hundred twenty-one, Cal Fiduciary, three hundred thirty-eight, investment management. Um, if you do any investment management services, if you do any sort of financial wellness programs, education, or advice, uh, all of that combined into the marketplace. It is the representation, visual identity, and trustworthiness of your company together to create your company's brand.
1: That's tough to get across in a website.
0: (laughs) It is. Um, We'll talk about that in just a second (laughs) on Marketing Strategy. Um, You
1: you mentioned consistency, authenticity. How do you bring that together? How do you do that with your personal brand and your company brand, bring them together so you have that consistency?
0: Love it. Um, So today... Whether you work for a company or you own the company, um, you really want to make sure that you're bringing those two identities together: your personal brand and your company's brand. It doesn't matter again if you work for a company or if you are the owner of the company; you still want to have harmony across the two. Uh, When you have a strong personal brand, you have a great LinkedIn profile. You have a a wonderful biography. If you write any sort of articles, you want to make sure that those represent your own personal brand values, as well as probably some of the company's values. Chances are one of your brand values and probably one of your company's brand values is trust, right? We're in financial services. Trust is really important. It's one of the bedrocks of what we do. So there's a high likelihood that if you're going to be writing articles that you're going to include or talk about the importance of trust, and the same thing with your company, they're probably going to represent something uh, either through their mission statement, their value prop, somewhere within their website, the word trust will be on there. Because again, that's really important in financial services. <laughs> if on a personal brand standpoint, if you do any public speaking, networking events, uh, video marketing, like how you present yourself, all of that is connected to the authentic you that you're presenting.
1: Authentic- flip, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, authenticity is coming out more and more and more. I'm hearing it everywhere.
0: Mm -hmm. We can go down a rabbit hole on that one another time, I promise you. We could talk about social selling. That's like the new cool kid on the block, which also has to do with authenticity um, as well, but Future episodes. <laughs>
1: well, please continue. I digress there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the uh, bringing the two brands into harmony your company brand. So, you're looking at your visual identities, uh, your website. If you feel, when you think about your website, that it needs updating, now you're a representative of that company. And if you say, when I go to our website, I just don't feel, and I love that that it's a really important word there, I just don't feel like it represents us. Contact the marketing team or your website developer and say, hey, guys, I'd like to revisit our website. I want to bring it into the modern day where it's really representing our brand and the reason why is when you have a really strong website and a strong company brand, it actually helps you earn clients faster. It translates into new business opportunities and ultimately more revenue.
1: Marketing, you mentioned. Talk to me about marketing and strategy.
0: Mm. So what is marketing strategy? <clears throat> Marketing strategy is, uh, it's a strategic roadmap that's gonna empower you and your team to achieve your desired business goals. And when you have a marketing strategy conversation or exercise, uh, what you're doing is you're actually unifying your sales team, getting everyone on the same page, talking the same language, knitting the fabric of your culture tighter together, creating more dynamic conversations and sales stories. And this is gonna help you attract more plan sponsors, generate valuable referrals and build widespread brand awareness. Right, but but how do you
1: how do you open up the conversation with your team about this strategy? How do you show them?
0: So to begin marketing strategy, And guys, this is a little, guys and gals and listeners, uh, this is a little bit of the secret sauce of um, what we do. So I'm going to reveal it. uh, I'm going to reveal some questions here and the psychology behind it. The very first question that we always recommend with our clients um, that they share with us is tell us about your firm. Hmm. Now that sounds incredibly simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) However, when you get your team together, all stakeholders together in the same room, let's say with a conference room, and you have each person go around, round robin, and explain, tell us about your firm, you will find every single person has a <laughs> different response. <Boom. laughs> every single person. And some of those responses, you're going to go, wow, I loved that. That was so good. <laughs> And others? And others, you're going to say, okay, thanks. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why that's so important is what you're doing is you're learning what, as a company, you are sharing, as a representative of your company, you are sharing with clients, prospects, and centers of influence. You're learning which team members have really cool stuff and that you can borrow into your own conversations. And you're... You're learning how each person is positioning your organization, and that has power in it, and it helps people understand uh, where each person is coming from. So it sounds like a simple question. It is not. Uh, Have everyone go around the room, record the conversation. We always say that's really important to record these conversations, and then listen to everyone's different answers. So that's the first question that we generally open up with, which is, tell us about your firm. And I'm only going to give the second question and the psychology behind that. But the second question is, where would you like to grow your firm in the next three years?
1: Why three, would you... Yeah, why three years?
0: Three years is far enough in the future that uh, anything is ach- most things are achievable oh. in three years. It's also not too soon where you don't think that uh, I can't get that done. Mm-hmm. So three years is oh, in three years I can do that. I can make that happen. Uh, So when you have each teammate go around the room and describe what the business looks like in three years, uh, it gives you a sense of what is everyone thinking? What's important to them? Uh, It explains hopes, goals, and dreams for your different team members. Uh, And and I think this is really important to discuss. It sets a budget. When you find out what's important, to leadership, then that means that there needs to be a budget to make that happen. I will uh, mm-hmm. be the first to tell everyone here, uh, and I—I I don't think this is a secret. Uh, but nothing is free in life. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so over the next three years, if uh, right now PEPs are really popular, if your team wants to start a PEP, it's going to take budget. Uh, if financial wellness, huge, huge, huge topic, continuing to grow. What does that look like? What's the budget to make that happen? Another one, another kind of cool um, topic right now in the four hundred and one k world is retirement income. Uh, there was just a study that said it's on the minds of twenty seven percent of plan sponsors. Hmm. It's a quarter of plan sponsors, one out of four, it's a pretty big number. Retirement income is on the it's on their minds. So, how do you want to incorporate retirement income into your practice, or or not? By the way, or not, it's, it's up to you. Additionally, this question helps answers uh, what is. And equally important, what isn't important? Because if you're trying to figure out together as a team, as a group, where are we moving forward as a business? You want to make sure that you understand what is important. And then once you identify and crystallize what those are, how are you then going to be applying budget to make those things actionable items and put them into effect?
1: Now, I know you have a, a questionnaire that you use for marketing strategy conversations. And as you say, you're just scratching the, the surface of it here. Is there anything else within there? Or would you like to move on to another topic?
0: If anyone wants a copy of what uh, we, we share with our clients mm-hmm. to help go through the marketing strategy exercise, um, I will provide it to you. So just shoot me an email or send me a message on LinkedIn.
1: And we'll have that in the show notes too.
0: No, no,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> the contact, the contact info.
0: <laughs> I got contact me and I will happily provide it.
1: <laughs> then um, is there anything in particular that marketing strategy really should make sure to include?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, so marketing strategy is a, a big term and there's You work with different agencies and they'll probably have different responses for how they approach marketing strategy. When we talk about it, we lean into the importance of a value prop, implementing business development campaigns, and the importance of practice management, which when you add all three of those up, value prop, biz dev, and practice management, it actually leads to greater profitability. And at the end of the day, everyone is business leader. I'm in the room. Uh, we all have sales goals, have business goals. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we're tracking towards enhanced profitability. And that's really what marketing strategy at the end of it should lead to a more efficient business.
1: What about implementation?
0: Yes. So mentioned today we have 10,000 advertisements that everyone sees. Mm-hmm. As a retirement plan advisor, how are you rising above the noise to stand out? Are you, and we start with some of the foundational elements. So again, a strong website, strong LinkedIn profile, content marketing, or sorry, uh, foundational materials, meaning um, marketing materials. So pitch decks, brochures, overviews, anything that you could email to a client, or if you had anything printed, which printed is less and less these days. Um, so more in terms of email marketing, how can you when someone says, send me something, what are you sending them? How does it look? How are you describing your fiduciary services? Taking that a step farther, that's the foundation. Taking it a step farther, how are you creating 360 degrees of influence around you, your brand, and your business? Are you optimizing for search engine optimization? Google, Bing, New stuff AI. Are you using plan sponsor guides, videos, podcast, yay, <laughs> yay um, newsletters? Uh, newsletters are still very popular, um, and people want to be informed. Um, are you writing different articles? Sharing them on LinkedIn, sharing them on your website, getting credit online uh, for that great thought leadership. How are you doing that uh, in a 360-degree coordinated way throughout your business? Uh, One piece of feedback that plan sponsors often often have uh, for their advisor and also when they transition to a new advisor is the importance of communication. Mm -hmm. They want their advisor to communicate with them more. Now, when we've asked our retirement plan clients how frequently they want to communicate with their clients, they generally say once a month. Two studies came out, one from Charles Schwab, one from Michael Kitsis. They polled clients and they said, How often do you want to hear from your advisor? And the clients resoundingly said, Once a month, once a week, once a week, <clears throat> once a week. <laughs> so we ask that our clients think about that and put them together and communicate with your clients in a minimum of twice a month or every two weeks.
1: Okay. That doesn't make you, I guess it keeps you front of mind, but doesn't make you a pest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. If anyone needs help, um, shameless plug uh, with content marketing, uh, we do offer that uh, for our clients through our membership program.
1: All right. Then wrap up for me. How a business benefits from your marketing strategy exercise.
0: Awesome. Awesome. When you have consistent, when you have a consistent, when you've figured out what your goals are, your your, your three-year plan, you start to understand how you're going to put together a roadmap to achieve it. That in and of itself is a huge success. When you get your team talking together, you're knitting the fabric of your organization tighter, which is going to make your sales stories, your conversations more organic, more consistent, uh, and that's going to help Build your company's personal brand because your mission, your values are all aligned. That's going to actually help you earn more clients faster, generate more referrals, um, and that's going to bring in more business. When you do business development campaigns and you're consistently in front of your clients, your prospects, and your centers of influence, what happens is your clients are happy happy clients, retention clients. Most of our planned business today is pretty sticky to begin with, uh, but when you notch up the happiness level and everyone's like thinking about you and the great work, you're gonna generate more referrals. Also, when centers of influence are on your different campaigns, they are also gonna say, oh right, I need to introduce this wonderful 401k advisor with this business owner, they can help each other. And then you're also creating doubt in the minds of your prospects they're going, my advisor doesn't do this. Should my advisor do this? Am I with the right advisor? Good question. <laughs> All of that comes back and translates to you in terms of more business. And then the last thing is on segmentation on um practice management. So when You look inside your business and you figure out, okay, how am I segmenting my clients? How am I standardizing client communications? So so that way you have scalability in your practice, which scalability leads to more efficiencies. Efficiency leads to more profitability. And then how are you tracking hours? This is oftentimes kind of a tedious task, but it's so worth it. Track hours per plan to understand profitability and then go back to your segmented client list and look at it based on the numbers. Uh, when we have a great podcast with um, Josh Itso, actually all about pra- uh, practice management, if anyone wants to check that out. And uh, practice management leads to higher profitability.
1: <clears throat> Fantastic. All right, now, how can people reach you?
0: All right. <laughs> so today we talked about the power of your brand, your your company's brand. I shared with you a couple of uh, stories on marketing strategy. We touched on uh, business development campaigns, including Shameless Plug, Retirement Plan Marketing, our membership, and then practice management. If you would like the rest of our strategy questions, uh, my email is Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com or feel free to message me on LinkedIn. I will happily respond uh, and I look forward to hearing from you.
1: All right. Listeners, subscribe to this podcast for the latest news. And of course, thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.